for episode 45. You already know the vibes. You don't even gotta go crazy on this. Let's go, Wayne! You young niggas have no idea about this! to episode number 45 of the Bronx Bias Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Denzel, a.k.a. Harry Potter, a.k.a. DeBron James, back like Jordan wearing the faux five for the 45th time. I like that. I like that. I want to start by saying thank you to everyone who tunes in who likes, who subscribes, who shares, and who supports. Thank you to everyone who is active and engaging with me on the social media platforms. I truly, truly, truly appreciate all the love and the support I receive from y'all. Thank you to all the essential workers out there. Shout out to all of my retail workers out there. And thank you to all the people out here who are continuously using their voices to affect change in a positive way. We always, 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 always have to start the shows with the thank yous. The thank yous are very, very, very important. And we're going to have a great, great, great show today, man. A great show, fully packed. We got a lot of shit to talk about. And this snow, oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. My, I know my childhood is fully over. Like I, My childhood is completely done. Like It's been done for a long time, but it's done, done because... I used to be when it snowed, I would be really happy. You go outside in the snow, you play, you have a snowball fight, you roll around in it, you make snow angels. When there's snow in the forecast, I immediately just get upset. Like, I hate the snow. And hate is a strong word, so actually let me rephrase. I strongly dislike the snow. (laughs) Strongly dislike the snow, okay? Like, I really, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan. My childhood fun with that shit is done like i'm i'm so done with the snow like nah bro it's it's i can't take it i can't so we had a big snowstorm in new york that happened um wednesday and thursday (sighs) and i'm not happy about it (laughs) but with all that being said man we're still gonna have a great great show and i'm in a fantastic fantastic mood so i'm ready to pod let's go I am in a very, very, very good mood. Hey, I don't want to say give you no motherfucking weather report. Stupid, don't be stupid. Why I got to give you... It's fucking snowing, dummy. You heard? 
Only small people out here is them bitches with the wig, you heard? That should keep the top of their head warm. Other than that, boy, take your ass inside and stop calling me about the fucking weather. Look out the window. When you don't see no more snow, it's safe to go the fuck outside. Who the fuck is really in charge? This shit dumb, though. I ain't gonna lie. This shit all up my back spine. Pause. Chili, I'm out. Going back inside. You got the fucking weather. You got the fucking point. Stay the fuck inside. Nasty out here. Nasty. Flurry. Jack Frost slapping shit out of niggas. Pimp style, too. No powder. Just snow. I holler. Jim Jones is the best. Every time there's extreme weather, hot or cold, Jim Jones is coming is gonna be on this podcast. <laughs> so <laughs> just keep that in mind. Anytime there's extreme weather, best believe for some reason Jim Jones is gonna be speaking about it, and then those recordings will be placed on this podcast. Don't don't even uh <laughs> don't even act like you don't know what the vibes are. Shout out to Jim Jones. Today's intro was a great, great, great song, and you already know the cloth. You know the vibes. We didn't need to go crazy in the in the, off the top. We didn't need to be uh, uh, super bombastic off the top. That's Wayne. That's Wayne. That's all you got to say. People who know, know. That is Wayne, okay? Today's intro was The Block is Hot by Lil Wayne off of the album The Block is Hot. And you already know the vibes. You know the cloth. You know the cloth. We don't need to have five minutes of me to explain everything Lil Wayne has done in this game. All his great bars. We don't need to explain all his great albums. We don't need to explain his impact on this game. Once once you say to another person, it's Wayne, they know. So, shout out to Lil Wayne. And that's all I got for it. That's all I got. It's Wayne. I'm playing it because the block is not hot. The block is really cold. Because it just snowed. And it's Wayne. It's just Wayne. So shout out to Lil Wayne. You know the vibes. Now it's time for my favorite, 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 favorite segment of the podcast. It is called Bronx Facts. For those of you guys who do not know, or maybe it's your first time listening to the show, Bronx Facts is the segment I like to do at the beginning of each show just to give one fact about the Bronx, New York that people may not know, that people may have never heard before, just to try and show how many great things, how many great ideas, and how many great people come from the Bronx, New York. So, without any further ado, your Bronx fact for today is Drew Gardens is a two-acre site in West Farms on the Bronx River. Formerly a dumping site, the garden named for activist and founder Drew Hyde, has been in operation since the mid-1990s. In addition to being a peaceful refuge for the community, the garden has become a living classroom for students of all ages to study the Bronx River, the urban forest, pollinator gardening, and the interdependency of plants and animals in these habitats. For more information and to see how you can visit, you can go to the website bronxriver.org. And that is your Bronx Fact for episode number 45. Damn, son, where'd you find this? All right, so we're getting right to the shits today. Our top topic this week is something that has been 
uh, uh, all over the, you know, the timeline and all over the news reports and everything like that. Of course, we're discussing the COVID-19 vaccine. That is right. We are starting with the COVID-19 vaccine. So before we get into my opinions on it and all the other good stuff that I have for it. Well, maybe not good stuff, but all the other stuff that I have for it. Um, I just want to start on the basis of fact. I think that's very important. You know, there's a lot of people out there who probably just aren't aware of all the real, you know, stuff that's going on with it or all the act, the factual information and, you know, social media, how it could get, you know, there's a lot of misinformation out there. You read some shit, you get scared and then you don't even, you know, you say, fuck all that. So, um, before I even get into my opinions and all that other stuff, let's just start on the basis of facts. Um, so I'm going to read you some information from the CDC, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Um, you can also get this information at cdc.gov if you'd like to read it for yourself. And um, I'm going to read you some things from here um, as it relates to the COVID-19 vaccination. And then we'll go uh, a little further on. All right, here we go. COVID-19 vaccination will protect you from getting COVID-19. Two doses are needed. You will need two doses of the currently available COVID-19 vaccine. A second shot three weeks after your first shot is needed to get the most protection the vaccine has to offer against this serious disease. Because of the current supply of COVID-19 in the United States, the CDC recommends that initial supplies of the vaccine be offered to healthcare personnel and long-term facility care residents. Um, there is currently a limited supply of COVID-19 vaccine in the United States, but the supply will increase in the weeks and months to come. After the COVID-19 vaccinations, you may have some side effects. That is a normal sign that your body is building protection. The side effects of COVID-19 vaccination feel like flu and might even affect your ability to do daily activities, but they should go away in a few days. Cost is not an obstacle to get vaccinated for COVID-19. Vaccine doses purchased with U.S. taxpayer dollars will be given to the American people at no cost. However, Vaccination providers may be able to charge administration fees for giving the shot. Vaccination providers can get this fee reimbursed by the patient's public or private insurance company or for uninsured patients by the Health Resources and Services Administration's Provider Relief Fund. The first COVID-19 vaccine is being used under an emergency use authorization from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration. COVID-19 vaccines are one of many important tools to help us stop this pandemic. It is important for everyone to continue using all of the tools available to help stop this pandemic as we learn about how COVID-19 vaccines work in real world condition. Continue to cover your nose and mouth with a mask when around others, stay at least six feet away from others, avoid crowds, and wash your hands often. The CDC will continue to update this website as vaccine recommendations and supply changes. So, you know, that's just the facts of it. That's just, we're starting on the basis of fact. That is information that you can 
look at yourself from the CDC's website at cdc.gov. Um, you know, I don't ever want to start something as important as this um, without establishing facts about what I'm talking about. You know, I think that that uh, distracts from your credibility if you just, all right, boom, this is what it is. And here's what I think. Instead of saying this is what it is, this is what's been reported and put out. And now here's what I think about it. So, you know, I'm not going to be the tinfoil hat man. I'm not going to be the super conspiracy theorist man and say, you know, this vaccine is going to kill you or make you sick or, you know, uh, do all these things to you that, of course, I wouldn't know. Um, But what I will say is just be cautious. Just be cautious. And why I'm saying be cautious is, of course, if you are a person out there, again, Denzel is not in control of anyone's body. But if and if you're a person out there who believes that, look, I got to get back to my life as it was. 2020 has set me back in so much ways. I need to get this shit so I can have some protection and I could go back to doing what I got to do to get what I got to get and go where I want to go. Much respect, dude. If that is your point of view, much respect. I'm never going to sit here and tell you don't do what's in your best interest. Hell no. That's not my job. Um. But, you know, so if you are a person like that or if you work in the healthcare field, of course, get that. Do what you got to do for everybody else out there. Here's my opinion. The first batch of anything in this world is usually never the go to. And let me explain. Whenever a new iPhone comes out. Right. So for this example, this would be the iPhone 12. So let's say when the iPhone 13 comes out. Right. There's always that line of people. They put it on the news all the time. The line of people waiting to get that new iPhone. But people who have been familiar with the iPhone, with Apple, with technology know the first batch of something new always has bugs. Right. The first batch of something new always usually has bugs that get patched and fixed and software updates and hardware updates, etc. Sometimes recalls are needed. Send back your old shit. We'll send you a different one. You know what I'm saying? Um, That's always what happens with the first batch of something. Even, you know, let's even take it off technology. Like, let's say you're cooking and let's say you like to make pancakes or something. I found the first batch of pancakes you always make, you know, it's never the best batch. It's always when you get that second batch going and that third batch going, that's when you really get it, right? If you're cooking food, if you're making fried chicken or something, the first batch that you throw into that oil is never the best batch, but it's when the oil gets a little more heated up, you know what I'm saying, and gets a little more, you know, flowing, the second and third batches of your food always come out better, in my experience. So I think that, you know, instead of saying, okay, this vaccine, automatically thinking, I should say, instead of automatically thinking, okay, boom, this vaccine, I'm running out to get it. I'm going to run first in line. You know what I'm saying? Get this shit. Just, you know, use caution and make sure you're well read before you make any decisions. I just, I'm not going to be on here and say, this vaccine is going to kill you. Like, I'm not going to do that. That's, that is unnecessary. But I will say just use caution. And if you don't have to get a vaccine at this moment in time and when i'm recording this december the 19th 2020 is subject to change but if you don't need to get a vaccine at this moment in time i wouldn't 
I just wouldn't. Just because it's like, let these niggas figure out what is real, what is not real, what happens to you when you get it. Does it really even effectively protect you from COVID? If you just got to wear your masks and stay six feet apart and wash your hands frequently, just do that. Like, I wouldn't, unless you're a healthcare professional, unless you're a person that's saying, look, bro, I don't got no time to be fucking around and waiting. I need to get back to my shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? If you one of those people, by all means, be my guest. Go out and get it. If, you, if it gives you that measure of protection, go out and get it. I'm not going to dissuade anyone from going out and getting one. But I would say just keep in mind that the first batches of things, you need a little more, you need a little more vetting. You need, a, you need a little more vetting. So when people come out, you know, when people, let's say you buy an iPhone, the new iPhone comes out, you hear, you see the reports, you go on Wired, you go on The Verge, you go on, you know, tech websites, they'll say, okay, new iPhone faces problems with so-and-so, 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 then Apple will fix them. And then when you buy the second batches of iPhones come out, you're like, okay, boom, I feel more comfortable with buying one now because they ironed out all the bugs. They got rid of all the, you know, um, defects so when something like this when it comes a vaccine in my opinion i just think it's a little better to just wait just be patient you know i think by now we're all used to wearing a mask (laughs) you know what i'm saying i think we're all used to the social distancing uh you know i think we're all used to it so i think that we can wait a little longer i'm gonna wait for as long as possible to be honest that's just me and again that's just me but I just, you know, be be easy on it. Be easy on it. I understand we want this nightmare to end. This has been a nightmare. But if you can, if you're a person who can wait, I would suggest waiting. I would suggest waiting on it. Just, just, just wait. Just wait. Don't go crazy, but just wait. You know, just be patient. You never buy something the first batch of it. And, you know, something like a vaccine, you know, all these people out here saying the vaccine gives you Bell's palsy. The vaccine does all these things. And I'm like, bro, like it could be true. It could be cat, but I don't know. So I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to pump my brakes. I'm just going to pump my brakes on it and be patient. You know, um, but I understand the the rush and the fe- the fervor and all that shit. So, you know, I get it. But moreover, what I want to discuss um, just briefly, because. Their time is really much over, and I don't really need to be discussing them much more, is the Trump administration. So it's official, the Electoral College recount or whatever the hell it was um, that the Trump administration demanded after the election went through. Joe Biden is officially confirmed as the U.S. president-elect, right? So now that their time is over, the inauguration is usually at late January of for the new president. So now that their term is over... The Trump administration is coming out and saying now they support the COVID-19 vaccines and Trump White House staffers and the Trump administration were, quote unquote, first online to receive vaccines. So the whole time it just makes me harken back to. Remember, the Trump administration was the driving force saying that COVID was a hoax saying that COVID was created by Democrats who wanted to get him out of office, saying that COVID was manageable, saying COVID was not as bad as the flu, saying that nobody would die from COVID, saying that 
uh, uh, masks are not needed, saying that the country needed to be open, saying that social distancing is not needed, saying that we have COVID under control. And now, even and even the president being super irresponsible with his COVID when he contracted it himself, now the Trump administration and White House staffers are first in line to get COVID. And Mike Pence, the vice president, is on uh, 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 television, live TV, getting the COVID vaccine and saying he didn't feel a thing and saying it's a medical miracle and saying that hope is on the way. If you're a person out here who is already skeptical of this vaccine, which a lot of people are, it would only add to your skepticism, your cynicism, watching people who claim that this virus was bullshit go out and parade on TV of them getting the vi- the getting the vaccine. I just it's so strange to me. It's strange. It's strange. Either it's I'm thinking too much into it and this is just white privilege or there's something else afoot. First of all, how dumb do you think we are as people that we watch somebody on live television get a vaccine and we say, oh, look, it's it's true. We don't know what's been doctored. We don't know if that was taped and they're saying it's live. We don't know. We don't know what was in that syringe. We don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, what is the point of even doing all that? We know what you said about COVID. We know how you try to downplay COVID. We know who you try to blame COVID on. We know what you think about COVID. Why do you think that we would believe, and again, this is just for people who are skeptical about the vaccine, why we would believe Mike Pence, who's sitting down in a chair with a short sleeve button-up shirt on, getting a vaccine in his arm, that one, there's actually even something in this syringe, two, that what you're saying is something that we can believe. And three, that this is real shit. This could be some old videotape shit in a studio. We don't fucking know. We don't know. People are still questioning if we really landed on the moon. You know what I'm saying? So how the fuck am I going to believe that you really got this COVID vaccine? Whatever. The point is, just be as... How can I even frame this? How can I even word this? I want to word it correctly. I don't want to misuse my words. Be cautiously cynical. Let me, let me, that, that'll be the term. Cautiously cynical, right? Um, the word cynical, uh, it means, um, the word cynical means that you believe that people are motivated by their own self-interest and you're distrustful of human sincerity and human integrity. Basically, you just have a hard time believing shit, but that's the official definition. I would say be cautiously cynical. Don't be outright cynical and say, oh, this is bullshit. You're going to take it. You're going to die. Or this is bullshit. You're going to take it. You're going to get COVID. Or this is bullshit. You're going to take it and you're going to get sick. The side effects is going to make it worse than you actually having COVID. Don't be that kind of cynical. But be cautiously cynical, like pay attention to the shit that is out here. For example, Mike Pence, right? You know what the Trump administration stance has been on COVID in general. Why would you then believe that they've just woken up and had this massive change of heart 
and that watching him on television getting a vaccine, one, is true, and two, is good for you. That's it. That's all I'll say. Just be cautious. Just be cautious. Don't don't rush to any conclusions here either way. Don't rush to any conclusions thinking that the vaccine is bad. And don't rush to any conclusions thinking the vaccine is good. Stay in the middle. Stay cautiously cynical. Be cautious. Read as much factual information as possible. Again, that's important. Social media has done two things. One is shed a light on a lot of things. But two, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Make sure all the things that you consume are, ca- are, are factual information from credible sources because people spread misinformation very frequently to, you know, keep their ideals moving in a certain way. So if you see something on Instagram saying one thing or the other about the vaccine, if you want to try, you know, if you it's up to you, I should say, not even if you want to try, it's up to you to then when you see it. If you want to take stock in it, research it, research it. The Internet is here for you. Research it and just be cautiously optimistic. But like, I think I'm just so fucked up by the Trump administration. Like, I don't under, I don't even know. Like, I don't know what to believe. Like, I don't know whether to be, you know, say this shit is some bullshit that they trying to do or just to say, yeah, you know, white privilege. We could say, oh, we don't want the shit. And then when the shit come out, oh, yeah, we the first ones to get it. Fuck y'all niggas. Like, it's just Trump has, like, warped our brain so much that we don't know what to believe. Is it just white privilege? Is it just these niggas don't got your best interest in at hand? And why would you believe anything that they say? Like, you don't even know. So for the vaccine, and I'll end it here, it's important to read as much as possible from factual sources, from credible sources, and be cautious, be cautiously cynical when it comes to what you will do as it relates to the vaccine. And that's all I got on it. I just want everybody to be safe out there. Continue to please be safe out there. What you believe about COVID, the shit is deadly and is something that you do not want to contract. So wear that mask, wear them gloves, wash them hands, get invest in some disinfectant, some um, disinfectant spray, some disinfectant wipes, some alcohol. Do what you got to do. Keep your social distance. Don't let people pressure you into taking your mask off. If you do not feel comfortable taking your mask off, leave it on. Do what you have to do to remain safe in this time when there's a lot of things in flux. Let's make it to fucking 2021. We do not need to lose any more people to this disease. We've lost already so much this year. Let's just make it to the end of the year. Let's make it to 2021. And let's be cautious in our decisions as it relates to COVID-19. And that's all I got for you on that. So moving right along, you guys can follow me and hit me up on Instagram and Twitter at Rogers Neighborhood. Instagram is R-O-D-G-E-R-S, Neighborhood, N-E-I-G-H-B-O-R-H-O-O-D. Twitter is Rogers Neighborhood, R-O-D-G-E-R-S, Neighborhood, N-G-H-B-R-H-D. There are no vowels in Neighborhood on Twitter. And I'm saying it and repeating it for the one millionth time because I ask you guys weekly to send in comments, questions, concerns, feedback, constructive criticism, whatever you have for me. And you guys don't let me down, man. It's so beautiful. It's so great. I'm so grateful. I'm so blessed. I'm so honored. I feel so special by you guys. All of those adjectives when it comes to you guys and the social media shit, man, because, you know, it's just like that good feeling when you do something positive, you're doing something that you love, you're doing something that makes you happy and you see 
positive results from it. It's like, wow, like things are where they should be. And it just makes me feel great. So I'm going to answer some of you guys' questions here because I love to do it. And I love that you guys support me the way that you do. And uh, we'll see how many we can do here because, you know, you know, I talk a lot. So uh, we'll, we'll, try, we'll try to get through at least three. We'll see if we can do more, but at least three. So the first one says, what are some unconventional nuances that you like hearing in music? Now, that is a good question. What are some unconventional nuances that you like hearing in music? Wow. Hmm. Let me think real quick. Unconventional nuances. You know what? You know what I like to hear in music and in rap music and R&B and stuff? My favorite genres. Beat switches beat switches so like when one so the storm will start and it'll be one beat and then like midway through the song the beat will switch and it'll be a whole different beat i like that so like songs like um dna by kendrick lamar is like that songs like uh murder to excellence by kanye west and jay-z is like that um songs like um no telling is like that by drake where it's one beat for let's say the first half of the song and then the beat changes, and then it's a completely different like second half of the song. I like that. I like hearing that. That's that's a great producer. Only great producers can pull that off seamlessly, and only great MCs and singers can uh, master that. The art of doing two separate beats in one song and making it coalesce. That's that's something I really like hearing. I also really like hearing like um like instruments, orchestral instruments, prominently displayed in beats. So like uh like I like really hearing saxophones in songs. I like hearing tubas, I like hearing violins, I like hearing opera harmonies and soprano backgrounds and shit like that, right? I like hearing those things. So like off the top of my head, let me think. Some songs that like really use a saxophone really well are like um like uh, uh Apple of My Eye by Rick Ross or like uh Use This Gospel by Kanye it had a whole saxophone solo at the end. Or like um, John Starks by Stove Guy Cooks. Just a great implementation of the saxophone in the beat. Or one section of the song dedicated to the saxophone, right? A song that uses a tuba is like uh, like Paradise by Big Sean. Big tuba in it. And you hear it. It's like hitting you over the head with that sound. Um, some songs that use violins is like... Um, uh, what song uses violin well? Um, like, uh, uh, Come On All My Niggas, Come On All My Bitches by Busta Rhymes uses a violin very well. A song like um, Incredible by Trader Truth uses a violin very well in it. And songs with like opera harmonies or soprano backgrounds or soprano harmonies is like Piggy Bank, Gangsta's Paradise by Coolio, um, Illest Motherfucker Alive by um, Kanye West and Jay-Z. Ham by Kanye West and Jay-Z, just using the opera harmony or the opera background or the soprano harmony or the soprano background in the song very well. I like hearing shit like that. So like orchestral instruments and beat switches. If you can do that as a producer in the MC combo, I love it. I love it. And send them shit to me because I love that shit. Um, Definitely. That was a good question. I like that. What? Are, that was good. Yeah, see, you guys are figuring me out, man. You guys are starting to figure out what I like. I like that. Thank you guys for listening so much. Um, the next one says, as much as you play and talk about hip hop music, have you ever thought about rapping yourself? Oh, hell yeah. 
Hell yeah. What? Hell yeah. Every kid, I think. Every kid wants to be a rapper at one point or the other. Like, you know, because you listen to the music, you have so much fun when you listen to the music. Music does so much to you. It reminds you of good times. It helps you to have fun. It helps you to relax. It helps you to unwind. It just it just does so much to you that it's like, hell yeah, I'm going to rap. Because, like, man, all this, this makes me feel so good. But I tell you what, I realized that rapping was not going to be for me. It was solidified, I should say. It was solidified that rap wasn't going to be for me two times in my life. Two things, two songs happened where it just solidified that rap is not what you are going to be on earth to do. So the first time was in 2008, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, In 2008, the Notorious B.I.G. movie came out called Notorious. Um, I think it was 2008 uh, or 2009, one of the two. Um, basically, it was just like a biopic of the Notorious B.I.G.'s life. Um, and a promotional single or a soundtrack single for it was done by Jay-Z called Brooklyn Go Hard. You guys remember Brooklyn Go Hard. This is definitely 08 or 09, one of the two. And in Brooklyn Go Hard, he had a line. And this was like one of the first times where I said, you know what, Denzel? I don't know if you're going to be able to be a rapper just by hearing this line. So the line is, I'm going to do my best, you know, just to read it rhythmically. This is Jay-Z here from Brooklyn Go Hard. It goes, I father, I Brooklyn Dodger them. I Jack, I Rob, I sin. Oh, man, I'm Jackie Robinson. Except when I run base, I dodge the pin. And I was like, yo, literally, I heard that shit. I was just like, you know what? Rapping, it probably not for you. <laughs> just because it's like, how do you even, how does your brain even make those things come together? Literally. All the entendres that are in that. I father, I Brooklyn Dodger them. Okay. I fathered you niggas. I'm your father. You niggas is my sons. I Brooklyn Dodger them. I'm like Jackie Robinson on the Brooklyn Dodgers. I jack, I rob, I sin. I jack niggas, I rob niggas, and I sin. Oh, man, I'm Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson played for the Brooklyn Dodgers. Jack Robinson. Like, all right. Except when I run base, I dodge the pin. It's like, fam, when you run base, you dodge the pin. Base, bases, baseball, base, meaning selling cocaine, selling crack. You dodge the pin, the pin, the penitentiary, the bullpen is used in baseball. It's like, all right. I can't. I know I can't. Because in those few bars, it was like he just did so many different things. I, I'm not. I can't do that. <laughs> so if I can't do that, then I don't want to rap. <laughs> and the second time was a short time after that. I think it was like 2011. Yeah, it was 2011. Kendrick Lamar, Section 80 came out. Y'all, You guys know. If you know Kendrick, you know Section 80. Kendrick Lamar's Section 80 came out. And on Section 80, there was a song called Rigor Mortis. And it was a simple beat. It was just a trumpet loop. And it was just a simple drum pattern. It was one of the simplest beats ever. And Kendrick Lamar is on there rapping super, super elitely. No hook. Three minutes of just straight up 
bars, lyrics at your fucking head top. So I'm going to play a piece of Kendrick Lamar's rigor mortis because I definitely can't spit as fast as him. And just put yourself in my shoes as someone in 2011 who hears this for the first time and how it just makes you believe like, oh, yeah, you know what? Rapping, it ain't for me. So this is Kendrick Lamar's snippet of Kendrick Lamar's rigor mortis. Now you tell me that you biting style. You got a hell of an appetite and I'm a beer for a while. Just buckle up before the ride or knuckle up if you can fight. We always making them duck or die. Assume tie is suitable and usual or suicide. CSI just might investigate this fucking parasite. He did. Amen. That's what they telling me. Aim it at your celebrity. This is studio felony. Pharaoh got me so many and cool enough for the 70s. Nigga, payback's a bitch and bitch. You been living in debt with me. Dead I'm all in especially. Leave a call on his mother voicemail to say that he rest in peace. Big old chopper the recipe. Wrestling, that's irrelevant. Rather rest at your residence. Whistling to the melody. Couldn't think of a better D. Better be on your P and Q. It's just me, J Rock, Soul and Q. Solar system and barbecue. Nothing else you can do. Cut it off, man. Just cut that shit off. It's like, dog, I knew that was like the nail in the coffin. I knew at that point in 2011, fam, you better cut it out. Okay? Any of these rap dreams that you have need to get flushed down the toilet and you need to get real. Okay? Because you cannot do that. You you did not leave the womb with that ability. Okay? Leave it to the gods like Kendrick and like Ho. So those are the two times where it was like the first time was like, oh, shit. And the second time was like, all right, rap, it ain't going to be for you. <laughs> for real, for real. So shout out to Kendrick and shout out to Jay-Z. And the last one says, what is the funniest celebrity endorsement that you have ever seen? Now, that is a great question, too. That's a great question, too. The funniest celebrity endorsement I've ever seen or the funniest celebrity like um, product I should or whatever, you know how it goes into hand, hand in hand. Sometimes the athletes or celebrities or whomever make their own version of a product and then sometimes they co-opt a product. Right. So in that vein, the funniest athlete, athlete, celebrity, public figure, um, co-op thing or advertised thing or endorsed thing was by Ray Lewis. Now, my sports fans know Ray Lewis. <laughs> Ray Lewis was a linebacker for the Baltimore Ravens, a Hall of Fame, first ballot Hall of Famer, NFL top 100 player, uh, 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 two-time Super Bowl champion, a defensive player of the year, uh, infinity time pro bowler, one of the greatest football players in the history of the sport. And I'm a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I'm saying that about a Baltimore Ravens player. That's how good Ray Lewis was, okay? Ray Lewis in 2000 and I want to say, dang, I want to. I don't even know what year. Dang, what year? Maybe like 2011? 2000 and what year was that? Dang, I'm really blanking on the year. It was like 2010, 2011. Had to be within there. Ray Lewis created a clothing line called RL52 Style. And in that, um, um, according to his website, it said, Ray Lewis's RL52 Style brings all of Ray Lewis's passion, zest, and st- passion, style, and zest for life to a line of clothes that have been inspired by the legendary football star's career. 
And in that, one of the products that he had was a Snuggie, okay? And if you guys do not know what a Snuggie is, a Snuggie is a blanket with sleeves. And I just thought that shit was so fucking hilarious because if you are a fan of football and you know Ray Lewis, he was vicious, a vicious competitor, uh, extremely like amped up dude, like a guy you didn't want to mess with who has his own checkered past that you guys can Google. I definitely am not going to be out here spilling Ray Lewis's tea because I do not want those problems. Okay. Google Ray Lewis. You're going to see that he bout that life. Okay. I just think that is so funny. Like a person like Ray Lewis will then like wear a Snuggie and like try to sell you a Snuggie. Like there's nothing about Ray Lewis that screams Snuggie. But why <laughs> this nigga got it on and he's trying to sell it to you. So to drive this point home, what I've done is I've taken a series of Ray Lewis um, compilation clips, um, basically like where they put the microphone on him as he's playing football. Just listen to this guy and how much of a competitor he is, how vicious he seems. And then think about a Snuggie and how those two just don't match. And that shit is hilarious to me. That shit is hilarious to me. So this is Ray Lewis on the football field, like as he's like running and tackling niggas and screaming at people. And then think about that same person who you're about to hear wearing a Snuggie. Okay, so this is Ray Lewis. Hey, it's a man's game tonight now, you know that. It's a man's game tonight. Here we come, here we come. It's a man's game now. Oh, it's on, oh, it's on big boy. It's gonna be a football game tonight now. No doubt. It's gonna be a football I'm, I'm, I'm game. Here. Okay. I've been here before. All right, let's go, baby. It's a man game. It's a man game. Oh, y'all thought y'all was getting out of here easy. Oh, no. Soon, they gonna have to play football. This is a man's game. This is a man's game. Ray Lewis is not somebody you want to fuck with. I would be so afraid, literally, of him just hitting somebody and screaming at them. It's a man's game. You know, how many times did he say that? It's a man's game. Like, that would just scare me so much. So imagine that guy in a Snuggie with a big Kool-Aid smile on his face. You know what I'm saying? Just like, hey, look at me. I'm in a Snuggie. Like, bro, pack it in. <laughs> pack it in. Pack it in. But I will say, too, I was, like, you know, doing the research for that and stuff, like, you know, listening and recording and chopping up clips and stuff for that little Ray Lewis snippet. And, like, man, I really wanted to play football. I, someone, You know, you guys just asked me, like, do you ever want to be a rapper? I wanted to be a rapper and I wanted to play football. And, like, I really I love football. Football is one of my favorite things. I never played football, like, on any level, like, in terms of semi-professional or professional, like, high school, college. Never. But, like, I love football. I love football. And I think I wanted to, if I had to pick a position to play in football, I don't want to play offense. Like, I don't want to be a, a wide receiver. I don't want to be a running back. I don't want to be a quarterback. Like, I want to play defense. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to be, like, a safety. You know what I'm saying? A safety or a linebacker. Like, that would have been my shit. Because I'm watching the shit, 
the Ravens have many legendary players, but their most legendary on defense, at least, was Ray Lewis and Ed Reed. Ed Reed was a safety, and Ray Lewis was a linebacker. And they were like, I'm watching this shit, and I'm just like, yo, I really wanted to fucking do that shit. Ed Reed will pop you. Like, when you come across the middle as a wide receiver, he going to put his shoulder pad right in your chest. Man up. Or he going to ball hawk you and intercept the ball. He's going to force a fumble. He could do it all. And Ray Lewis, the same. And it's just like, man, as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan, playing Baltimore twice a year, man, it was, it was some of the best football games I've ever watched. And again, I haven't been alive, you know, to see all the greats. Joe Montana and Johnny Unitas and Joe Namath and countless greats of the past, but those are the greats like I grew up watching. Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, for a team that was literally my team's rival. And it's just like, damn, these niggas is just so good. Like, wow. But I really wanted to play football. Like, I love football. That's why I do, that's why I talk about the NFL. Like, I just love football so much. That's just something about me. Like, I just really love the game. And I would have been, if that question comes in, I'm answering it now. If there was any position for me to play um, as a, as a you know, if I was an athlete, I would, I would play football. If I was a football player, I should say, it would be a safety, a free safety or a strong safety or a middle linebacker or an outside linebacker. 100%. I don't want to be, I don't want to be no wide receiver. Like Odell's great and Julio Jones is amazing and whatever, but nah, that's not the position I wanted to play. I didn't want to play quarterback. I didn't want to play running back. I didn't want to be a tight end. I want to be a fucking linebacker or a safety. Deadass. Shout out to Ray Lewis, man. Shout out to Ray Lewis. And thank you, thank you, thank you again, guys, for the questions. I truly, truly appreciate you guys. I appreciate the love. I appreciate the support. I appreciate all the things that you guys do for me. You guys do so much for me, and you don't even know it. People just hitting me with a random compliment. Hey, I had a chance to listen to your show. Good stuff. Keep it up. That means so much to me. It really does. It really does. It means so much to me. It's, it may, I'm so thankful. I'm just so grateful for it. And um, I just want to keep coming in and potting, man, because everything is where it needs to be. And that's all I can say for, for right now. So thank you guys again for the questions. Thank you guys again for the feedback. Thank you guys again for the engagement. And I look forward to answering more and more and more and more and more of you guys' questions. I truly appreciate you guys. Thank you. Next on the docket, as it relates to COVID, um, let's spend a few minutes and talk about Tom Cruise. Everybody knows Tom Cruise, okay? One of the most legendary actors in Hollywood, Mission Impossible, Jerry Maguire, uh, what was it, The Last Samurai, which was a bullshit movie, but whatever. He's been in, uh, what was it, Cocktail and A Few Good Men, and you know Tom Cruise is, you know his cloth. You know his cloth. He's one of those legends that you just say his name and you know him. So it came out this week that um, he went into a tirade. He had an outburst, literally screaming on niggas because apparently they were shooting Mission Impossible 7. And, that you know, the movie industry is pretty much on hold because no one can go outside. No one can go to movie theaters. You can't film a movie. You can't do anything really without heavy, heavy restrictions. So Hollywood has um, went full into streaming. Movies are going to come out on streaming apps. Movies are going to come out, you know, on, you know, automatically to Netflix or automatically to HBO Max or automatically to Disney. Instead of going to a movie theater, the movie theater now is in your house, which is crazy, too. That's something low key that we got to pay attention to. But movies are pretty much dying for the year. 
So Mission Impossible 7 is obviously that summer blockbuster that you want people's butts in the seats for. So they're filming Mission Impossible 7 as we speak, or it may be towards the end of production or whatever the case. It came out that Tom Cruise had a, a, a big, big blow up because people on the set of the movie were not following COVID restrictions, were not following COVID guidelines. And he went off on these niggas. So I'm going to play this shit for you. And bro, just listen to this. Listen to this. Tom Cruise went full Ray Lewis on these niggas. <laughs> so listen to this. This is Tom Cruise's outburst. Um, it's a news clip that's going to give you the story and then play his um, tirade. And this is crazy. So listen to Tom Cruise. Listen to this. But on the set of Mission Impossible 7, there was one risk Tom Cruise reportedly wasn't willing to take. We are not shutting this movie down! In a recording published by The Sun, the Hollywood superstar heard berating crew members for reportedly violating coronavirus safety protocols. I don't ever want to see it again! Ever! And if you don't do it, you're fired! And if I see you do it again, you're gone! Tom sort of encountered two crew members standing together looking at a computer screen, obviously violating uh, UK protocols that all crew must stand at least two meters apart. Um, and apparently uh, just became incensed. But real money and livelihoods are on the line for thousands of film workers. You can hear crews making that point. That's it. No apologies. You can tell it to the people that are losing their homes. Because our industry is shut down. With the film industry nearly shuttered, schedules delayed, big budget movies being released straight to streaming, there's a lot riding on the success of a major film like Mission Impossible 7. Yeah, unfortunately, you can't punch COVID in the face or throw it out of a plane. But I think that, you know, Tom knows what's at stake for this industry in this really vulnerable moment. Tom Cruise, a little dude, if you ever see him in person, he's a little dude, little, little dude. But... I wouldn't fuck with him. I wouldn't fuck with Tom. I would not fuck with Tom Cruise. Okay? Tom Cruise looked like he'd be ready to fight. Like, you know what I'm saying? He and he's a wild dude. I don't know if you guys remember. He was on Oprah jumping on the couches. He was doing the young jock motorcycle from It's Going Down, promoting Mission Impossible one year. Tom Cruise is a wild boy, okay? He a wild boy. So I would want to stay on his good side. And he do his own stunts in the movies too, so you fuck around, he'll, you know, break your thorax or something. I don't know. Don't fuck with Tom Cruise. But in seriousness, you know, obviously, you don't want to be yelling at grown people. If I'm a, an adult, don't yell at me. That's one of my triggers. Um, another grown adult thinking that they can yell at me like I'm some kind of kid. But in the context of it, it's like, fam, this movie already got shut down. We don't want it to get shut down again. We do not need a COVID outbreak. A lot of niggas' asses is riding on the success of this movie. A lot of things are in turmoil right now. Don't be the guy to mess this up. I understand why he was so passionate about it. It would be like if someone um, came and tried to like stop me from potting or something. Like I would be upset. Like If someone's negligence or something stopped my pod, I would be upset. So I understand why he was as upset as he was because it's like, fam, not only my job, my livelihood and reputation is riding on this movie being a hit, yours is too. And if y'all niggas can't do the COVID protocols, 
y'all gotta go. So I, I got it. But of course, you know, people don't like to be yelled at. You don't want to disrespect anyone. I damn sure you're not gonna be yelling at me, Tom. But still, I understand why he was like, you know, as incensed about it as he was. So you stay out of Tom's way, man. If you wanna <laughs> if you wanna um, you know, keep your job and keep getting getting flicks and being on the Tom Cruise staff, don't don't get in his way, don't fuck with him and don't make him mad, okay? Because I seen the movies and he I'm sure could put the beats on you real quick. So don't <laughs> don't let Tom Cruise throw you overboard. <laughs> I know dad jokes was last week, but I had to get that one off. I had to get that one off. All right, off Tom Cruise, off of Tom Cruise. Next on the docket, let us talk about two chains, two chains, two chains, two chains. So last week, um, I told you guys about the Pharrell initiative or the Pharrell backed initiative called the Black Ambition Prize. And information on that can be found at blackambitionprize.com. Just repeating it. And um, basically, that was a uh, uh, initiative to, designed to help black and Latinx creators, entrepreneurs receive funding for their ideas. And I just thought it was like super fire. So this is a sort of old thing that I'm just now getting abreast to. Um, this is from Two Chains, a rapper, one of my favorites. Um, the headline reads: "This is from Revolt TV. Two Chains launches Money Maker Fund to invest in HBCU students and businesses. Two Chains has come up with a marvelous idea of how to give back to a HBCU students." The MC announced that he is launching his Money Maker Fund to help support HBCU students who are currently running their own business. He says, quote, if you are an HBCU student and you are currently have a business that's up and running, I created the Money Maker Fund. I would like to invest in your business and your ideas. Those interested in getting to change support must be currently enrolled and with good standing at an HBCU in the United States. Applicants are required to have an active business complete with a website, social media accounts, SNC corporation documents and proof of ownership, all which must be submitted with the applications. So eligible students must upload a business presentation deck via PowerPoint or video that lays out their executive summary, company description, service slash product line description, and marketing slash sales plan. Two Chains Fund is named after his moneymaker single, which debuted during his versus battle against Rick Ross. The song samples Southern University's Human Jukebox Marching Band, while the visual plays homage to the institution to that institution and many other HBCUs around the country. Round of applause for that brother, Two Chains. The website is themoneymakerbank.com. Themoneymakerbank.com. And shout out against Two Chains. I love that, man. I'm, I'm really like on that energy that inspires me so much that inspires me so much what pharrell has done what two chains is doing what you know pioneers of the past have done you know rock nation and jay-z and and um you know diddy has done and all these great people who are in positions of success and monetary standing giving back you know giving back giving back to the next generation i love that i'm on that so much I feel so I get so inspired by seeing that. So every time I see a story like that, I'm going to try my best to put it on the pod just to give that information out. So that was for college students. Last week was just for in the black and Latin independent um, business people and entrepreneurs. So anytime I come across a story like that, I'm going to make sure I feature it 
just like every time Jim Jones drops another weatherman video, I'm going to feature it. So shout out again to Two Chains. I love that shit. And very last on the docket, it is time for our NFL predictions. Oh, I had a great, great, great week last week. I love double digit wins. I love double digit win weeks. Last week I went 10 and 6 on picks, bringing my record overall of the year to 125, 82 and 1. That's pretty darn good, I must say. So we're gonna try to do better. Uh uh with this week of picks um i already got off to the wrong foot on thursday night with the raiders taking the l to the chargers and the saturday night game i predicted the bills and the packers to win that'll happen and i'll see how i do with that hopefully i get those right so let us do sunday's games first game the houston texans and the indianapolis colts colts had a great win last week uh but this is a division opponent i know it's going to be a tough game but i'll still take the colts to win I got the Colts on that one. Next game, uh, the Detroit Lions and the Tennessee Titans. I will take the Tennessee Titans. Next game, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons. I'm looking at that one because it's like this is a vision game too, and Tampa needs to win this game. But it's always the games where you think the team is going to go in and win, and then they lose. But Atlanta has let me down too many times, so I will take the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win. Next game, Jacksonville Jaguars and the Baltimore Ravens. Holy shit. That game last week, Monday Night Football, Cleveland Browns and the Houston and the Cleveland Browns and the Baltimore Ravens was an amazing game. That was the game of the year, easily. Easily the game of the year. Easily. One of the best games of the year, man. Shout out to Lamar Jackson. Came back like Paul Pierce in the 08 uh, NBA Finals. <laughs> Um, and they won that game, man. That was a great game. And I think that the Ravens will keep their momentum going, so I will take them to beat the Jaguars. Um, next game, New England Patriots and the Miami Dolphins. This is going to be a really good game, too. I am going to take the Miami Dolphins to win this game for two reasons. One, Bill Belichick's teams never play well in Miami in December for some reason. Two, Miami Dolphins are have that momentum. And I think that Brian Flores is one of those coaches that came from Bill Belichick who understands how to beat Bill Belichick. Now, I'm saying that the Dolphins did week, lose to them week one, but week one and week 15 is starkly different. So I think that the Miami Dolphins will pull this off. Next game, the Chicago Bears and the Minnesota Vikings. I will take I didn't believe in the Bears last week, and then they won. But I'm going to take the Minnesota Vikings to win this game. Next game after that is the Seattle Seahawks and the Washington football team. Washington's playing very well. That front four is crazy. Chase Young is a beast. A beast. I think Russell Wilson, though, has the veteran savvy. Alex Smith uh, is still questionable, too, with his leg. So I will take the Seattle Seahawks to win. Next game after that is the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys. Ugh, I do not know. Uh, <laughs> um, I will take the Dallas Cowboys to win. Next game, LA Rams and the New York Jets. I will take the Los Angeles Rams. Next game, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Arizona Cardinals. This game is going to be very interesting. Jalen Hurts got a win last week, and I didn't believe that he would. He did get it. Got that win. Now they're playing against Arizona. Little better team. Well, no, not a little better team. A not as good team as the Saints, but a team with a lot to play for, I should say. Kyler Murray as well is a similar Jalen Hurts. He's a little faster than Jalen Hurts, but they're comparable. 
Man, I don't know who to take, honestly. I, dang, I really don't know who to take. I'm going to take the Arizona Cardinals to win. I'll take the Cardinals. Next game, Kansas City Chiefs and the New Orleans Saints. Another great game. Drew Brees will come back for the Saints, but Michael Thomas will sit out for the Saints. So you're getting Drew Brees back, but then you lose the best receiver, Michael Thomas. And as much as you would want the Saints to win, especially in New Orleans in the Dome, I don't believe that they will, and I will take Kansas City. Next game, the Cleveland Browns and the New York Giants. The Cleveland Browns played so well on Monday Night Football. I think that is momentum carrying. The Giants are a team to be careful, though, because they're a good team. They're just not all the way there yet. So in a scare, I'll take the Cleveland Browns to win. And Monday Night Football, let's talk about our Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers are playing against the Cincinnati Bengals. We have lost two straight games after starting the season 11-0. But I think that adversity creates resolve, and resolve is what you need to survive in the NFL. So I think that we were going to go back to the drawing board. I love what I heard out of Ben Roethlisberger. I love what I heard from Mike Tomlin. Going back to the square one, back to the basics, back to the fundamentals, getting refocused, getting recentered, and we're going to make it right on Monday night. I believe that. Obviously, I will never pick against my Steelers, so <laughs> I'm going to pick them regardless because that's my team. But I like what I've heard from the team after losing two straight. Sometimes you hear people are pointing the fingers. Sometimes you hear we're not on the same page. I don't know where we're going to get on the same page. Sometimes you hear infighting and the, the things that get stashed away while you're winning come out when you lose. But the team seems confident. I love when I heard from Ben Roethlisberger, you need this adversity to make you stronger. I believe that. So with all that being said, coming against Cincinnati with no Joe Barrow, I think this is a great game for us to right the ship, for us to get a win and to keep pace with Kansas City um, for that number one seed in the AFC. So Pittsburgh Steelers to win and hopefully win big to get that confidence back. And I must say it, and I will say it, and I will say it, and I will say it again because my guy Anthony was on my case last week after I thought that Jalen Hurts wasn't going to do nothing. I said it, and I will say it, and I will say it again. If you are a betting person out there and you like to bet money on football and you think because my record is 125 wins opposed to 82 losses and one tie that you should listen to what I say and put money on it, I would advise you not to do that because if you lose money, I will not help you recoup. Okay, keep that in mind. If you lose money betting football and I love football and I watch a lot of football, but I am in no means an expert. So if you lose money betting our football games based off what Denzel has to say, I imagine that you took that calculated risk into consideration and trust and believe that I will not help you recoup. Okay? Okay. Capiche? Capiche. And very, 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 very last, um, I wanted to come in here and discuss the Keisha Cola Shanti versus, but it was postponed because Ashanti got COVID. So, of course, we got to say prayers and love out to Ashanti because COVID is not something to fuck with. Um, there was a lot of jokes that were saying that Ashanti realized she didn't want that Keisha Cole smoke. 
<laughs> so, so she, so she claimed that she had COVID just so she didn't have to see Keisha Cole. But in all seriousness, I hope that Ashanti is okay. COVID is real. It's not something to play with. If she says she contracted COVID, the last thing I'm going to say is that she's capping. Um, so, you know, I just want Ashanti to get better. Hopefully we will get this battle. But um, in all seriousness, just I hope that Ashanti is okay. Um, I hope that she has been able to manage her COVID and that she has overcome it. And hopefully we'll see this fight. I'm um, this fight, this battle um, very soon. But again, I'm still team Keisha. Keisha Cole's the people's champion. And the amount of people who came out and said Ashanti with all them hits that she got was ducking the Keisha Cole smoke shows you how much of the people's champion that Keisha Cole is. Okay. I still got Keisha Cole to win this battle. I still want her to win. No matter when this shit is, is done, I am still team Keisha Cole. And um, just prayers for Ashanti. I hope that she can overcome the COVID. And I cannot wait to see this battle when it actually can be. And that, guys, will wrap it up. Episode number 45 of the Bronx Bias Podcast is in the books. I am your host. My name is Denzel, a.k.a. Harry Potter, a.k.a. DeBron James. And we have done 45 episodes, man. I'm so happy. I'm so blessed. I'm so proud. And, uh, man, we just, I'm going to try to keep, try my best and keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep doing new things and new ideas. And just can't wait to talk to y'all again. You know, I'm wrapping it up. I already can't wait to talk to y'all again. So I want you guys to have a great week out there. Great weekend. Be safe. Be cautiously cynical when it comes to the COVID-19 vaccine. And also try your best to avoid all the misinformation out there. Information and knowledge is power. Um, I'm going to fade you out with a great song. I realized I made a boo-boo. Last week, I opened the show and I had this 30-minute diatribe soliloquy, right, about Tiana Taylor and how much her album was amazing and fantastic and beautiful and amazing and how amazing she is and how much of a amazing artist she is and how much of a beautiful creator she is and i didn't play a song <laughs> i made a major boo-boo so to rectify this week i'm gonna fade you out with a great song it is called made it by tiana taylor off of her album called the album it is a great song and it's significant of what i want us to do for 2020 let us just make it to the end without losing any more great people without losing any more things that we're used to and without any more turmoil that this year has brought us a lot of so let us just make it okay have a great week out there have a great weekend enjoy the games be safe keep in mind all your covid protocols and i will talk to you guys next week this has been the Bronx Buys Podcast, episode 45. We are out. Girl, you're working with some mad shit. You're bad, yeah. Making niggas spend the cash, yeah. It's bad, yeah. Girl, you're working with some mad shit. You're bad, yeah. Making niggas spend the bag, yeah. It's cash, yeah. Girl, you made it. You made it. Oh, yeah. You made it. You made it. Baby, girl, you made it. You made it. Oh, yeah. You made it. You made it. Been a long time coming. All these blessings rolling in. I ain't even see them coming. 
too hard, too hard. I've been going too hard now. They say I need a vacation. Say I need to slow down. And I ain't trying to slow down. Pretty face with a bad attitude. Working like I got too much to lose. Built this shit up one, two by twos. I wonder now I pay too many dues. Head up in my heels. This one life's supposed to feel like. Looking like I'm in a gym, right? Taking side pics, looking thing like. Girl, you're working with some mad shit. You bad, yeah. Make a nigga spend the cash, yeah. It's bad, yeah. Girl, you're working with some mad shit. You bad, yeah. Make a nigga spend the bag, yeah. It's cash, yeah. Girl, you made it. You made it. Oh, yeah, you made it. You made it. Baby, girl, you made it. You made it. Oh, yeah, you made it. You made it. No more stressing. I can't control God's time. Hey, girl, you work. 